You are listening to the Mile Straight Podcast. For more information on Mile Straight or to watch a video version of this podcast, visit www.milestraightbc.org. The speaker for today is our senior pastor, Tom Goss. Well, thanks for being here today. Welcome to Mile Straight. We're glad you're here. Uh, grab your study guide out of your bulletin if you would. Grab a clipboard and a pen from the book rack if you'd like. Let's get into our discussion. Real quickly, uh, last Sunday I told you that the 22nd was going to be the most unusual and I believe incredible service that we've ever had at Mile Straight. I'm so excited about it. But because that service continued to grow and develop, uh, we have now turned that into a two-week special. So... Um, it's not like a blue light special, but it is a two-week special. This coming Sunday will be the unusual part. So the 15th, next Sunday, is going to be the unusual part. The following Sunday morning and Sunday evening will be a continuation, just parts one, two, and three, I guess you would say. Cannot wait. You do not want to miss any of these services. If you would, just go ahead and schedule that into your calendar. And make sure you're here with us. For these three events. So today we get back to our Christmas series called Who Needs Christmas? And I want to present to you the notion that Christians need Christmas. Now I understand that when we think about Christmas, we think about Jesus being in the manger. We think about the baby Jesus. We, we think about the fact that Jesus came so that we might have life. We might have abundant life here and we might have abundant eternal life hereafter. Jesus came for the very specific purpose of providing us life. And so as Christians we get that part. We understand that we needed Jesus to come to this earth. We needed him to come as savior of the world. But something really interesting happens as you begin to study the life of Jesus. You begin to reveal more and more from Scripture about Him. You begin to see that there was something unique about Him. There was something that was much bigger, much broader than a Savior. Now certainly, to say that Jesus came as the Savior of the world is enough. I mean, if that was all He brought to the table, that's enough, right? I mean... We have eternal salvation. We have forgiveness of sin. We will not face the wrath and judgment of Almighty God. We will not face eternity in the lake of fire because we have a relationship established with the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. That's enough. But as you look even further, you begin to uncover some additional elements that was, that was brought to us and given to us in this very incredible gift of Jesus Christ. Now he was a gift. Notice if you will the verse at the top of your study guide. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us, listen to this, a son is given. Son is given. The gift of God was His Son, Jesus Christ. God gave to us that which we do not deserve, that which we cannot earn. He gave to us His Son, Jesus Christ. But wrapped up in this gift of Jesus Christ is so much more. 
In fact, this verse tells us, let me read it all in full. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We have five very descriptive terms for Jesus Christ. Very descriptive ways of showing us what Jesus brought to the table. So wrapped up in this gift of the Son of God came with it so much more than a Savior. And I want to share some of those thoughts with you this morning. What I want to do is break down these five. And I'm going to do so fairly quickly. I'm going to move very quickly through one, two, and three so that I can spend just a little more time on four and five. So let's take a look at this. What are these things that are part of this gift called Jesus Christ? Number one, number one, we see that in this person of Christ, we also receive the gift of an overwhelming amazement. The gift of an overwhelming amazement. His name will be called Wonderful. Wonderful. It literally means he is amazement personified. He is one that when you think about him, you look at him, you understand him, you have to stand in awe of who he is. He does away with the dull. He does away with the mundane. Because as you begin to think about what Jesus Christ did for us, that here is the Son of God. He had no reason to other than being obedient to the plan of God and a desire to save mankind. He left heaven, left the perfection and glory of heaven to come to this earth where he would be just a regular old child. Just a baby born in a manger. To a man who wouldn't understand how this could be the Son of God. Jesus came to this earth. He gave up everything heaven had to offer so that he could walk among people who would reject him, who would despise him, who would eventually betray him and would nail him to a cross. That's what Jesus did. And as I step back and I think about that, I am in amazement over it. As I think about the fact that, that Jesus was crucified and he died that day on the cross of Calvary that his lifeless corpse was placed in a tomb and three days later he began to breathe again I am in amazement his name is wonderful as I think about him coming out of the tomb meeting with his disciples and his followers as I think about him standing that day before them giving them his final words and ascending back into heaven as they watched as he was in a cloud going back to heaven I can imagine that the disciples mouths must have just been wide open oh wow his name is wonderful Number two, we also see that wrapped up in the person of Jesus Christ is the gift of deepest wisdom. Number two, the gift of deepest wisdom. His name is Counselor. Here we have the Word of God. Wisdom itself. This is the one who says of himself, Counsel is mine. In sound wisdom, I am Understanding, Proverbs 8, 14. And he is well named because of that counselor. Counselor. 
Now, no one comes to the counselor for wisdom and for advice and is disappointed by what he tells them. Now, certainly it may not be what we want to hear. Certainly it may not fit into our plan for our lives. But anytime we listen and follow the wisdom and direction of Jesus Christ, the counselor, we are directed in the right direction. We are placed into the right frame of mind for where God wants to send us. Now, as I said, it may not always be according to our plan. Uh, I can remember several times when I thought what, what was right and what was best for me was not what God was leading me to do. It just didn't fit. There had to be a better way. There had to be something else to this. And yet God was leading me down a road that brought some heartbreak, brought some trials, brought some difficulty, whatever the case may be. And yet when it was all said and done, and in some cases years and years later, I could look back and understand, oh yeah, I see your wisdom now. I see your wisdom. I understand your counsel. God has a plan for our lives. Even as David was representing Joseph for us, we understand how difficult it must have been for him to hear that his, his fiance was pregnant and he knew he hadn't been with her. The angel came and said, wait a minute, Joseph, I know that you're a just man and you want to do the right thing, but understand what she's carrying is of the Holy Spirit. This is something special. I've got a plan for your life, Joseph, and it looks heartbreaking right now. Because your fiancé is pregnant and you weren't involved in that process. And Joseph, you can look at this and you can fret and you can worry, or you can just understand that I am the counselor. And I'm going to lay out a plan that is perfect for you. Will you just trust me? God has a plan for our lives too. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's a unique plan for each of us. And God knows the beginning and the end of that plan. Your plan in which you have been placed in the direction of your life may have started a year ago. It may have started a decade ago. It may have started a thousand years ago. And yet God is still orchestrating and moving the pieces around so that everything works out exactly the way he intends it to. And by the way, the way he intends it to work out is always best for those who love him. It's always best. Sometimes that's hard to grasp because we don't necessarily like that journey. And yet God knows what's best for us. We see then his name will be called Counselor. Number three, we also see wrapped up in the gift of Jesus Christ that there is also the gift of superhuman strength. Superhuman strength. You say, oh, so he's, he's a, a Marvel comic hero. <laughs> oh, he's so much more. Superhuman strength means that his strength exceeds that which humans could, could possibly conjure up, could possibly even consider. That he is more powerful than any enemy that could stand against him. That he is, in fact, the mighty God. God. 
mighty God. How important it is for us that he is the mighty God. How vital it is that we understand that Jesus being here on this earth was here not just as a man, a good man. There are those who will teach you that all Jesus was was a good man or a good teacher. Jesus was so much more than that. Jesus came fully man and yet fully God. Fully God. How important it is that we understand that. Because we all go through difficulties. We all go through problems in life. We all have those times when we feel overwhelmed. And we think that others are just going to eventually destroy us. Hey, in fact, that's what our great enemy, the devil, is trying to do. The Bible says that he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He wants to eliminate us. He wants to render us ineffective for the kingdom of God and the church of Jesus Christ. He wants to stop us. And yet we have the mighty God on our side. The mighty God who is invincible. The mighty God who is not subject to the plans of wicked people. He's not controlled by the desires of those who hate him and despise him. He is, in fact, the mighty God. And this God who is wonderful, counselor, who is mighty, who is all-powerful, has desired to grant to us His strength. Desired to give to us His ability, His power, His strength to some degree so that we might make it through this life. So that we might not only survive this life, but that we might thrive in it as we serve Him on a day-to-day basis. Number four, we also see wrapped up in the person of Jesus Christ the gift of fair treatment. The gift of fair treatment. His name will be called Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. What an incredible concept. This is harder for some of us to grasp than it is others. Because for some, you don't have that good image of what a father represents. And I'm so sorry. For some, you don't, you don't get this because your father was abusive or your father wasn't present. And I'm so sorry. But I can tell you that the closer you grow to the everlasting father, the more precious this will become to you. The more joyous you will come to know the love of one who loves you so much that he would give his son. What an incredible concept. The everlasting father. And the blessing of this eternal part, the everlasting part, is that while we now have him as father, He is now the one who watches over us. He is now the one who cares for us. He is now the one who protects us as a father would his child. We may have a fear, yeah, but what happens when he moves on? But the truth is that he never changes. And he never leaves. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, he says. 
And the blessing is that he will forever be in this role. He will forever fulfill the purpose of everlasting Father. What an amazing, amazing thought. How desperately we need him to be in that position in our lives. And then finally, number five. Wrapped up in the person and gift of Jesus Christ on that special night was also the gift of a quieted spirit. The gift of a quieted spirit. His name will be called the Prince of Peace. Certainly the rule and authority and power of Jesus Christ are already established. I mean, it's not that he's waiting for a specific time in the future for that to take place. He's already, he's already there. He already has it. But what we find here in this particular description of Jesus Christ is a time that will take place in the future. He's talking about a time when he will come to this earth and he will establish his kingdom here on earth. Now, at this point, while he has the authority, while he has the power, while he has the ability to rule everyone, he hasn't forced it upon this world. But at some point in time, he will. There will be those that will stand against him. There will be those who in the battle of Armageddon will look to fight and destroy him. And he will eliminate his enemies. And he will establish his kingdom here on the earth. And for a thousand years, this world will enjoy the incredible peace that only God could establish. Our politicians promise it now. Our politicians are saying, hey, listen, you just elect me, and I'm going to bring about a different climate, a different type of society. We're going to have peace in the Middle East, and we're going to have peace in America. You can just look for this to happen. And yet the problem is that they're working to accomplish this through human efforts, through human authority, through human wisdom, and through human power. The difference when Jesus Christ comes to establish his kingdom is that it will be that based upon godly authority, godly wisdom, godly power. This will be the wisdom and heart of Almighty God serving America wisdom and peace and joy. Luke tells us in chapter 1 and verse 33, He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Of his kingdom there will be no end. end. Once again, there will be those that rise against him. But of his kingdom there will be no end because once again the enemy will be eliminated. And throughout all of eternity we will look at Jesus Christ. And we will understand that he has quieted our spirit because he is in control. So why is that so important to us now in this day and time? It's so important because we are continually facing difficulties and problems. It's so important to know that that He's the Almighty God, that He is greater than our enemies, that He has a plan for our lives. It's so important to know that He is the counselor who will direct us in the way that we should go. It's so important to comprehend His authority and His power in the world. 
to understand that nothing happens to us that is not absolutely best for those who love Him. So important. Because it's the only way we can have peace in our lives. Peace doesn't come through politicians. Peace will not come as a result of me being a very mighty person. Peace will come when I put my confidence alone in Jesus Christ. And I recognize that whatever He allows into my life is what is absolutely best for me in any given situation. So here we have the greatest gift that has ever been given to mankind. You can think, if you will, about what you would consider to be the greatest thing you could receive this Christmas. But it will not compare to Jesus Christ. May we keep Him first in our celebration this year.